0: All right, take two. Click that there, record, and.
1: I said you better watch what you're doing Because I ain't going to stop when I'm moving I'm headed to the top, I'm going to do it I'm headed to the top, I'm going to prove it And baby girl, I like what you're doing your body's out of sight when you're moving You look just like my type so let's do it You know I'll treat you right, let me prove it And I could go all night, I'm sick of being nothing All right, I'm gonna be something All fight with every breath, trust me I'ma be the one at the top, you can't touch me I need to find somebody like me who wants to be something I with every word coming? I would rather die than be someone who's nothing.
0: I'm the type of dude who will remain named. I'm the type of dude that will not remain nameless, Josh. I don't know if you knew that about me or not, but Well, you know, I was established when you
1: were born, I'm sure.
0: That was dangerous by Nefx, N-E-F-F-E-X. Thank you for creating copyright-free music that we can play with no problems hello everybody and welcome to the head Nokes overdose football fix podcast saturday morning edition josh i feel like we should be in pjs eating cereal and watching cartoons but here we are doing this shit instead for our eight listeners uh um, you may
1: not be watching cartoons
0: what you watching over there spongebob
1: no scooby-doo
0: bro i respect the scooby-doo uh we have an email address hidden Overdose, at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out aka brian facebook.com slash hood is another way to reach us josh had abandoned me for just a second but it's okay he was helping the acoustics um we're also on anchor i know i said i was going to use that last week but i'm going to use it this next upcoming week we're going to have all our semi-finalists call in or i will cut their throat um so we'll see how that goes Josh, now you can say hi to the folks. Josh, you're one of our lovely hostesses, including me as the other one. Hi, folks. Beautiful. All right. Segment start times description below. As always, Levi Oki illustration on Instagram is responsible for that beautiful art you see. Josh, how you doing this Saturday morning? I is during. I'm awake. I'm ready to bake. Ready to... Are we going back to the college days, Josh? What do you mean when you say ready to bake? Cookies. Actually,
1: (laughs) I just couldn't think of anything that rhymed with awake at the time
0: i like ready to bake though i mean it could be it could be the old shake and bake you know if you smell oh, yeah. smell something crispy after a race it's not your tailpipe it's a little bit of shake
1: and, and bake
0: yeah uh so since we've recorded last time thanksgiving happened there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff then but how was your thanksgiving
1: oh you know i guess it has been a while but it's been good um i mean obviously the turkey bowl was a huge success found a new qb1 for the team that's you ladies um People may think I'm being sarcastic, but nope. G-money over here was G-money. Just money. So
0: I did, I'm pretty sure I had two touchdown passes. We they, we will
1: <laughs> say you had two touchdown passes. I called one non-touchdown,
0: but I'm going to say I was across the line. Oh, I mean, I was talking about I'm pretty sure I threw two pick sixes. but Oh, yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> but those were your only two incompletions from what I count
0: uh uh yeah until the almost the until garbage time for sure, oh, yeah, for when, sure. The, when the game mattered i only had a couple of completions um so yeah that happened uh did anything else happen to you over the last so we recorded last tuesday so that was uh, like 11 day, days ago yeah no
1: i mean i'm sure some things happened um, Not, nothing
0: that noteworthy
1: nothing really no nothing nothing that i'm gonna share
0: gotcha all right well
1: nothing. how about you Gar?
0: wow i was gonna say not that anybody asked but now you did ask Uh, i had the stomach flu uh i seemed to i'm pretty sure i got it over the weekend started feeling real sick monday night and then uh so we didn't record wednesday because josh didn't want me to contaminate his whole house for some reason so we're doing this saturday while i'm still probably going to contaminate his whole house
1: (laughs) yeah you can go and stop that
0: (laughs) um so that's why we're doing the Saturday morning edition. But you know, we get we get a little closer to the playoffs, so the playoff matchup. So I'm not upset about that either. But I had the stomach flu, so that was my big eventful thing. Otherwise, I had a good Thanksgiving. Love stuffing my face with turkey. I had normally my favorite thing on Thanksgiving is stuffing, and I think I had maybe one small spoonful of stuffing the entire Thanksgiving. And I have two Thanksgivings, so that's I'm little, disgraceful. I'm a little sad about that if I'm being honest, but. That was my Thanksgiving, Josh. We heard about yours. Let's get right into some hot, spicy takes. What do you got this week?
1: I'm going to say the Bears make the playoffs. Ooh. Ooh, A little bit more. And I made that prediction before the Thursday night game. So just going to throw that out there. They are, what are they, seven and six right now?
0: Mm, it might be. I guess I'm genuinely not I sure. Because I think they
1: were six and six. And I'm pretty sure they're seven and six right now. Um, and so the Vikings got them nipping at their heels a little bit because the vikings Lip, are dip, dip, eight dip. and four
0: yes i want to say yes
1: does that make sense and for them to be seven and six
0: so that well, Oh yeah yeah eight yeah. and four
1: is seven and six yeah. numbers mm-hmm. um so the vikings you know they have someone nipping at their heels now um not that they didn't before for the wild card but um that's just one more team to add into the mix it's a divisional opponent that they have to play again so we'll see what happens there but that is my prediction
0: All right, so I had a hot take in there. It was a bit of a dramatic one after Monday night, but I have since changed it, not because I don't believe what my hot take was, but because we had a celebrity shot or a celebrity request for a hot take. So I'm going to fulfill Kyle's dreams in getting his celebrity shot hot take in there. And he wants his hot take to be that Nikita Bunker is going to win the Locks and Upsets pot dang uh, well, that was his guess and he currently has a s- six point lead on her. so okay Perry, he's ho- he's hoping for an implosion i think not hoping but planning for an implosion
1: yeah where is yeah no nikita and t are right there in second so it's possible
0: yeah i don't know i mean i, I hope i don't think kyle's picks are in yet he continues to go with his reckless abandon which has been working out for him pretty well so i don't know why he thinks that's going to happen but you know i
1: mean reckless abandon he picked green bay over new york last weekend
0: I mean, before that.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, understood. That's that's pretty bold. So, that's that, spicy.
0: That's the, that's the hot take he wants in there, Kyle. I hope it doesn't happen. I'd love to see you walk away with $140. I definitely don't want to see T walk away with $140. God knows that kid doesn't either.
1: He, he wouldn't walk too far. He'd get to the local bar and toss it all down on the counter and give me some drinks.
0: And... <laughs> give me some drinks in? Yeah. He's already drunk, so... <laughs> Oh, T, you ugly bastard. All right, those were our hot takes, Josh. You want to you wanna move into some fan-tasty zone? Well, you, now we're,
1: we're going to have some fan-tasteless zone because I don't have a snack right now.
0: I was just going to point that out, Josh. You seem to be snackless for your... your you're not even going to grab a beer? I mean, it's only 10 in the morning. What's your problem? It's 1025. You're helping my argument even more. No
1: I beer? Nope, no, no beer. Nothing right now. Winners, winners get to eat.
0: I'm not a winner. Don't worry. We still got the old trust-worthy oh strawberry arnold palmer thank you <laughs> all right josh so you uh, i see you re- wrote a first note here in the fantasy zone key injuries walter's feelings do you care to elaborate on that
1: oh yeah he uh we're just gonna go ahead and say he lost the uh the uh, victoria's secret league like lost
0: all by a like, oh, lot
1: or by like I think less than two points. I mean, he, okay, so Walters, for those of you who listen, is the same guy who emailed into the podcast saying, (laughs) who doesn't check their fantasy rosters or fantasy page, yada, yada, yada. I mean, he can check
0: it as much as he wants. If he's bad, it's not going to matter.
1: no, I'll get get there. (laughs) Okay. Who checks that? Let me in. Sign me up. Thanks for the championship. Whatever. Paraphrased. This young man started Evan Ingram as a tight end this weekend. Bold move. Who didn't play. Of course not hasn't played in weeks and he had two tight ends on the bench both of which scored enough points to have given him the win in our free-for-all week with that win he would not have finished in last place and he would not have to do combine drills wearing a clear plastic baggie as a costume
0: i didn't know that was the costume well when
1: i I win the championship that's what the costume is going to be because i get to pick can i come to these drills i want to watch this well, you're gonna get a chance on YouTube, ESPN, and NFL Network. Let's just say I'm gonna have some tingles in my jingles. All right. But no, he uh, he did message me and I think he said he was sick, but at the same time, you had him in your
0: lineup all week. Why not take him out knowing he hasn't played in weeks? <laughs> some would say he placidentally shot himself.
1: Oh yeah, he placcidentally shot himself, missed, and then shot himself again just to be sure.
0: What an idiot. Do uh, you think we're going to get another email about Walter's talk from Jamie? Or? Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. Fan
1: mail. Brian, I'm sure you've got that you pulled got out. you got mail.
0: I do. I do. I do. Brian, uh, ever in his Brian uh, wisdom, likes to keep it brief. But here's what we got from Brian this week. Um, so it, just to give it a little context, it might not make sense. So he's talking about who he's taking in all the playoff matchups this week. So he says, Jamie's going to win. Ham. This is the Hidden Oaks Redraft League. Like Jamie's going to win. Hammer's going to win. Garlic's going to win. And Josh is going to win. <laughs> so that's who he's got. And then he, he already put in his round two prediction. So the semifinals, he's taking Jamie and Hammer. So he's predicting an all-Hammer Hidden Oaks Mega Bowl. Which
1: and is then, just disgusting.
0: And then he's taking Hammer to win it all. And, of course, he always ends it with, love the grum. So that was the email from Brian. He's taking AJ, a.k.a. Mr. Hammer, to win the entire thing. And, you know, Brian might be biased here. I think Brian's having Hammer win the whole thing because Brian's playing Hammer this week. And so when he loses to Hammer, he wants to say he lost to the champion. So I don't want to say Brian is trying to, you know, skirt things a little bit. But I think that might be the case here what do you what do you think that you get the same take on that or it's
1: possible i mean that's exactly the road i would go so i don't blame him
0: so so what i'm so i would have to say jesse's gonna win the fucking championship no all right i have to win this week otherwise i will have no self-respect
1: yeah no yeah no that's understandable we, because we
0: already let that kid win this league once somehow d-
1: no jesse didn't win it just
0: jess more set correct yeah his, his alternate yep
1: no that's and that's Understandable. I under, I like Brian's take on that. I mean, obviously, I'm playing Willie. He picked me to win, so he's got one wrong. You think so? Yeah. Um, Walters. I didn't know he mailed in. What did he say?
0: So I got it's a it's a text message from Oh, because he doesn't mail. remember the email. Uh, well, apparently, he's never heard me say that. He's never heard Facebook.com/slash/hoodpod/anchor. He knows about Anchor, so whatever. But anyways, this is so this isn't less. This is less of a fan mail. But we'll, I'll just read the text message verbatim. It says possible topic of discussion colon Viking Sunday night football victory over Dallas signature win or a victory following the statistic that Kirk Cousins can only beat teams with a 500 win percentage or lower question mark. So in, you know, at the time it seemed like the Dallas win was a pretty big win for us, but now everyone knows that Dallas is trash trash. Um, so I guess that's more of a question for... for I'm interested in your thoughts, Josh. What, was that Dallas win as meaningful as we thought it was at the time, or is Dallas just terrible and it's just us being another sub-500 team?
1: Well, I mean, I would say that at the time, yeah, it was it's meaningful, and it, it still is because it's still a win in the win column. But when you look at the... Uh, um, when people reflect on this season, they're going to look at it and see that Dallas is not as good as we thought. Um, poor coaching, that sort of thing. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I would say that at that time, there was still a team that was looked at as a top team, um, decent on both sides of the ball. I mean, they got the talent on both sides of the ball. Um, and so I wouldn't say it's a statement win, but a win is a win. I mean, a statement win is Miami beating Philly.
0: I don't, I don't know if this is going to change. He said signature win. I don't know if there's a difference in your between signature Oh, absolutely. Here, can
1: we rewind so I can? Yep. No. no, it doesn't. I mean, it's. We've talked about that narrative of Kirk Cousins against winning teams in primetime and yada, yada. Um, that's that's fine and all that they have that stat, but they also have stats for um, everything now. And, I mean, he's 0-8 on Monday night games. Big deal. The defense is 0-8 on Monday night games when Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. <laughs> Why not say that? And so – It's true. Um, and, and so, I mean, and I, I defend that side of the thing just because of all the people that say Aaron Rodgers is – like one in, or something in overtime or something like that. Well, that's because they don't get the ball and the defense is trash, give up touchdowns. So, um, so yeah, it's a team sport. And I would say that it just, it's a win.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, as far as signature win, I, I don't know. I mean, winning at the end of the game the way we did, um, you know, it feels good to like kind of walk off and stopping their offense the way we did. That felt good. But at the same time, you know, a signature to me a signature win is beating a team handedly um you know i you know there, there's good like beating a good team like if we would have walked off and beat seattle by three i don't, again i don't know if i'd call that a signature win it's definitely a great win but to me a signature win is just stomping the team i don't know why that's kind of the definition in my mind but um you know it was a great i you know i agree getting a win is always a win but as far as the how, playing a Dallas team that now is confirmed trash. I don't know. I don't know Walters. Trash. Those those were my word vomit thoughts. Um so those were the two fan mails and so before I knew we had a discussion question from Walters there, <laughs> I already put one down. I'll just I'm curious on your brief thoughts on it, Josh. Since we are now in the fantasy playoff world, um what do you, Ryan Walters is now looking at the podcast sheet so that's weird but anyway sorry what is your ideal fantasy playoff situation slash system so i know you're you made the playoffs and i think four of your leagues i made the playoffs in um a couple of my leagues as well what do you prefer the system to be do you have a certain number of teams or like the just the head-to-head versus like the two-week matchup like what is your preferred fantasy playoff system
1: um that is a question i would never been asked before i guess Uh, well that's what's what we're doing here josh I, I like the, I mean, I like the, I like a variety of different things, I guess. Um, to me, it's not, I'm not picky. I, I only like it if I make it. Um, sure. So like in a 12 person league, I think that uh, six should be, I think that it should be six in the playoffs for like a eight, 10, 12 person league. Um, but when you get up to 14, upping it to eight is fine. Um, but I don't think, you know, I don't think everyone should make the playoffs. I don't think in a 10-person league, eight should make the playoffs. I don't think in a 12-person league, eight should make the playoffs. I think that um, there just needs to be a balance and it needs to be understood ahead of time. I know I'm. I know that there are some people out there that do um, in a six-team playoff, the top five seeds get the playoffs and then the last seed is split or the last seed goes to the remaining team's, um, like, most po- like most points, it's like a wild card for, for most it,
0: points yeah. for, I like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And that's,
1: that's an interesting take on things. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's not what they do in the NFL. It goes based on a win percentage. Cause we're going to have team, we're going to have Dallas or Philly are going to be in the playoffs and let's, and let's th-
0: just point out everyone keeps saying it. the washington redskins are still mathematically possible to win that division as well so are the giants
1: and so yeah those four teams one of those four teams are going to be in the nfl playoffs with a chance for the super bowl so three lie three lie yeah uh <laughs> he is starting this week um but um, for for that kind of system i just feel that it i'm, I'm not too big of a fan of it myself um but i do understand why some people feel that it is a beneficial system um but yeah
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the main reason I asked you is because I'm so I'm in a bunch of leagues with 16 playoffs, which I, li- I like the fir- the top two seeds getting the bye. Um, I know some fantasy leagues do the division, some don't. I'm in a fantasy league where we have divisions, and I won my division, but I was technically the three seed, so it, it's kind of like the top two seeds got the bye, so winning my division was essentially useless. Um, so I thought that was interesting and kind of provoked the thought in the first place. I'm also in one league where there's only four playoff teams and we're doing the the two-week playoff matchup so like i'm playing the person this week and next week's in the total over the two weeks and so we go into week 17 which i think is interesting but i wish you could do that i mean it's not possible but i wish you could do that more with like with more playoff teams rather than just having four so just a semifinals and a finals but then you have to start the playoffs in like week 11 or something because mm-hmm. um, that that system is fun it's like if you have one bad week you're out of it i mean that's how it goes in the real world as well any given sunday you blow it and you're done but You know it's just i don't know there's a lot of interesting systems out there i think i don't know i like i like giving the top two seeds the buy the most i like the 16 playoffs the two team buys i think if you earn a buy or if you if your team does that well you deserve a buy right so you get into at least the semis so i think that's cool so to answer the question myself i like the 16 playoffs standard system with two buys starting in week 14 anywho um any other thoughts on that josh nope nope all right, let's roll right into them their Homer results. So it's been a while now, so the kind of the heat has died off. We'll talk about the Minnesota Monday Night game first, because that game was more noteworthy probably than the Packers stomping the Giants. But Josh, I saw you had wrote a lot of notes about this game, so I'll let you go first actually about the Vikes game.
1: Yeah, I just jotted things down because I saw that you didn't have much written down at the time. I know you were sick though, so sure was. Um, i just wanted to get something down because if we did podcast later than planned which we did um i wanted to have something that i remembered um some of the things on here you know injuries weren't helpful to minnesota obviously cook and Diggs went down um digs did come back though um cook's injury looked bad he was crying i mean you could see he was crying on the field um but at the same time he looks healthy enough to play this week we'll see how that goes uh the big note, and, and I know you always talk about it, and it is a huge <clears throat> indicator of which team is likely to win. Seattle had the ball for nearly two times Minnesota. Yeah, um, 40 their time to of possession. 20. Yep. Um, the game was a lot closer than you'd think based on that box score. Um, just because box score, when you look at the time of possession, overall stats, um, that sort of thing. I mean, interceptions, turnovers. That that hurt. Um, but in the end, it was still a one touchdown game. Mm-hmm. Um, Diggs had two drops one that was intercepted um i texted you when it happened that um there was an interception and i was gonna say it's not on cousins because it wasn't that was a catchable ball it went off Diggs' hands and the defender just ripped it out and, and got the pick there so and then you had one on the, i think the next drive or a couple drives later where it hit him in the hands he was wide open he dropped it it was a little low but at the same time he doesn't want to jump across the middle either so um but that defender made a hell of a play. It would have been a tough catch, four digs, but it hit him in both his hands. Um, there were two fumbles, so two interceptions, right? One no, interception. one interception, and then the two fumbles. One was Cook's injury. Um, I mean, if it's his shoulder and rib, probably why he couldn't hold on the ball. And then that final kickoff, which was just a dagger. Um, defense is a question mark. Been saying that for years. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they showed up. A, they showed a stat at one point where minnesota's defense hadn't allowed more than 90 rushing yards or something like that or no that's not true because um Aaron it was Jones, probably it was probably like an average average of 90 um per game all season and seattle had 212 or something like that 220 um josh gordon still hasn't lost and treadwell had the most rece- receiving yards for minnesota with one catch
0: pretty damn impressive out of treadwell um, so I mean, yeah, jo- I mean, everyone who listens to this knows about the Vikings game. Uh, the only thing I kind of wrote down is, or I, I didn't write this down, but my thoughts about the game is we started well, we couldn't have started that game better. We, they, we deferred the kickoff. So they got the ball first. We forced them. I don't think they went three and out, but we get, we made them punt. We got the ball back. We go on the field. We score a touchdown. They score again. And then we get a pick six off a random volleyball esque Russell set. And then, so we're up 14, 14-7, we go into halftime 17-10, we get the ball back at the beginning of the third, and from there, I mean, things just got bad. Cook fumbled, there was a pick, there was 24 unanswered points, we got burned on a fake punt. Fade me, as Josh says sometimes when the Packers aren't doing so well. Um. Our defense was also abused by the six O-line looks. So I know the stat is like 212, 218 rushing yards, like 40 or 50 of that was on the fake punt. But still, that's still 160, 170 rushing yards are our defense allowed. So that's brutal. We just didn't have an answer. I don't, I mean, I don't think we would ever run Zimmer is in the nickel most often. And so if there were six alignment out there, he might be in a base set with three linebackers, but still linebackers, not going to do anything against all line. And he's going to get beat probably 99 times out of a hundred. So, I mean, we just got abused start to start to finish and we were still in the game. So that's impressive, but I don't know, man, just a, just a depressing loss. Um, It was a game we needed to win to control our own destiny. Now we're likely going to be on the road if we make the playoffs. So I don't know. Future of the Vikings is not that bright. Um, anything could happen, but going on the road in the playoffs is always tough. So, Josh, what happened to the Packers Giants game?
1: Packers won. They won a game they should have won. Um, Daniel Jones has the most or second most turnovers in the NFL at this point. Um, he added three more to that to- total. Um, passing game was solid and bad weather. I was surprised because when I saw it raining and snowing, I was like, oh, boy, this could be fun. Um, but no, Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns, had a great game. Um, some of his passes were off, but like I said, it was snowing and raining. So that probably played a little little into it. Um, that, defense held, that run defense held Barkley to under 100 yards rushing, which probably if you would have asked me that at the beginning of the season, I would have laughed a lot um some of the cons jones didn't have a good game his longest run was nine yards and he finished with 18 yards on 11 carries what a stud uh the punt return team is kind of a meme in itself right now um their season-long return happened with three yards to bring their total to negative nine. They are ranked last. Uh, Kevin King got torched early on that uh, Sterling Shepard touchdown. But after that, he did seem to get his head out of his ass and did okay. Um, He's still one of those question marks where he has the talent. It's just he's got to minimize the mental errors.
0: Yeah, I mean I I didn't get to watch the game during all the noon games on Sunday. I was driving home from Detroit Lakes while I had the stomach flu brewing inside me. So I was list I put on the radio the San Fran Ravens game because of course, why would you listen to any other game? um on that day but every once in a while you would hear the score updates and so i heard i think the game was cl- relatively close until the third and then it seemed like the packers ran away with it that's literally the only thing i know about the game so pretty much packers won a game they should have won just like josh said any other thoughts on the packers game josh go Packers! all right josh let's talk about some other work week work week 13 watchable moments so we had all the thanksgiving games which i know was a century ago at this point but any other games excite you during week 13
1: um, I mean Thanksgiving games um, Blau for Detroit looked really good actually coming out um, but, but then they, they blew it um, they got blowed. Um <laughs> Buffalo beat Dallas which I think is hilarious Jerry Jones you suck um, <laughs> San Fran over Baltimore that was your bold prediction that San Fran was going to stomp Baltimore it was um, that didn't happen um, Bengals watches over Bengals got a win By God, Super Bowl, here they come. Um, Carolina lost to Washington. Philly lost to Miami. So with Cincinnati, Washington, and Miami all (laughs) winning, I don't know what year it is. Um, New England at Houston lost. That offense continues to struggle. Um, James White had a great game. Uh, T wouldn't know, though, because he was on his bench. Um, Brutal. But, I mean, Josh Gordon was on that offense, and they haven't won since he left. Is that true sucks to suck nerds actually i don't know if that's true um but um josh gordon's undefeated just throwing that out there again um funny note is Kenyon drake since getting traded to arizona has not won a game
0: we got two extremes out there
1: yeah so josh gordon's undefeated in the season Kenyon drake is defeated so yeah did uh, you have anything
0: to add no i mean yeah i i mean Obviously, most of those notes are mine. The last thing I wrote for the New England-Houston game is I just wrote, "It's all a work." Which, if you're a friend, if you're a fan of like professional wrestling, that means it's a story. So New England is, New England every year seems to have this underdog story, even though they're the greatest dynasty potentially in the NFL history of the world forever and ever. But this is – usually it's early in the season where people question them. Now it's going to be, oh, New England struggled in the playoffs. They didn't get a bye or something. They'll probably still get a bye at 10-2. and two, But I don't know. It just – somehow, some way, it seems like it's a work to get New England this underdog picture. And I don't know. They're still probably going to be in the Super Bowl. But that's my tin foil um, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory of the day.
1: All right. So we uh, we talked about home results. We started with the Vikings i started with the vikings gross um so let's preview week 14 where you start with the vikings
0: i will start with the vikings josh and just give me one a moment here um we are playing detroit it is a home game at noon and i have to update the vikings record not that it matters too greatly to anyone but that's going to bug me um so there we go um but yeah i mean it's a noon game at home we're playing david blau as the starting quarterback i mean carry on johnson's good or not carry on john excuse me kenny Galladay is good Marvin Jones absolutely lit us up last time he played so really we're at home we have no excuse to be bad our crowd should be in it Blau should have the should have his work cut out for him but really this is this is going to be a big test of Zimmer's defense can he fix that secondary in time to make a playoff push or is this team for sure going to be one and done Because if we can't stop the pass, I know everyone talks about December in the playoffs, it's all about running teams. It doesn't fucking matter. If we can't stop the pass, why would they do anything other than pass? So we'll see. Can we actually stop a third string quarterback? Or is this defense doomed? Hopefully Dalvin's out there. Probably going to be on a snap count unless this game ends up like the Denver game. We go down early, but I don't know. If we don't win this game, we're in trouble that's about all my thoughts
1: i wrote that this is a trapped game uh once again zimmer versus backup quarterback that seems to be his kryptonite um might as well just pack it up now accept the loss get ready for a week uh whatever whatever is next 15 um and then yeah i mean blow me <laughs> um, i agree with your take on delvin um obviously him being banged up they don't want to risk anything there so i think he's gonna be on a snap count alexander madison should be able to get the job done against uh, detroit's defense but as we've said many a times before on this podcast it is a um it is a division game so records don't necessarily matter neither do the spreads um and so it could go you know it it could go either way the last game they played it was pretty close if i remember marvin jones had four touchdowns
0: yeah i mean, mean. I the, it yeah the game was closer than it should have been for sure
1: but yeah anything else to add to your your team's game
0: no i mean yeah if i i mean what i, I guess i'll read my other notes i said i want us to run up the score i want it to be 60 to nothing by half with zero yards allowed because that's the kind of win this team needs to kind of get a skip back at its step but uh that's not going to happen so that's what i want i want us to run up the score on this one
1: yeah, you should bury the teams that are bad. That's kind of how it goes. Um, Green Bay takes on Washington at home. I think it's their last home game of the season, um, unless they have. I think they might have one more. Um, I think
0: they play the Bears at home. Oh yeah,
1: they play the Bears at home. That's right. Um, I just put one thing: win. I mean, it's Washington. They should win. They're playing a rookie quarterback on a bad team. Solid. They have a decent run game going. I mean, Adrian Peterson's on pace for over a thousand yards again as a ninety-five year old running back. Yeah. Sure. Um, Darius Geis is a decent young guy, um, but their passing game is bad. So I think that Green Bay is going to try and focus on the run, slowing that down, and then letting man-to-man coverage take care of the um, passing game. Um, overall, I think they're going to try and get the run game going. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a big week, um, especially after Washington said they're going to try and make – I don't know if you saw that, but one of the Washington's defense said they're going to try and make Aaron Rodgers play quarterback.
0: Whoa do you think he's ever done that before i've
1: never yeah the two-time mvp playing quarterback never heard of her
0: yeah so i mean my only note was this is a game the packers should win in their sleep i mean if this game is not a convincing win all that is going to do is raise question marks i mean a win is a win at the end of the day but they should win this game handedly
1: yep no i agree on that one
0: all right, Josh, it's um, not very exciting matchups for teams this week. So what about the rest of the NFL? Is there anything else tingling your jingle in uh, week 14 here?
1: Baltimore at Buffalo. I mean, we, we had Dallas at Chicago. Um, that one, I agree. That one was a tingle jingle. Um, but Baltimore, 10-2 and two at Buffalo, 9-3. and three. Um, How good is Baltimore? Like, that's what this is. that, that, that Buffalo defense is good. Um, we just
0: watched them beat San Fran. It was arguably the best defense.
1: Yep, um, but we and but this is a different team. I think, were they in San Fran for that game?
0: They were in Baltimore.
1: So this is an away game. Um, Buffalo, I think, has a little bit better offense um, just because they have a run game going. John Brown is good. Um, Josh Allen has done well. They're the top two rushing quarterbacks in the NFL at this point in the season. So that's that'll be interesting to watch. Um, so I'm looking forward to that game.
0: Yeah, uh, I like San Fran Um, In New Orleans, they're both ten and two. Obviously, after losing to Baltimore and Seattle, winning San Fran is now in the five seed, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I mean, San Fran is a good team. I like San Fran in New Orleans here. Breeze seems to get shaky at some points in the season, and not just Breeze, but the whole Saints team. Obviously, both teams are great. One is very offensive. I mean, the Saints have a pretty decent defense as well. San Fran, of course, known for their defense with a not bad offense. So big seeding implications in this one and uh just should be a great game so i'm excited for that one
1: yeah no i I agree there uh next one on the list we have kansas city eight and four at new england's ten and two um always a classic as of 2018 um that's gonna be i think that's gonna be a good game this could be a game where um we see new england not alone on top of the afc east's division because if baltimore loses to buffalo new england loses to kansas city uh we've got a 10 and 3 tie in that division dun, dun, dun. um but yeah no i'm looking forward to that game should be a uh, a good game where new england tries to get their running game on track kansas city tries to get their passing game going against a good defense
0: right uh last matchup we have here seattle at the rams so it's a divisional game the rams seem to be getting hot again which is you know you'd be would be you wouldn't think we'd be saying that at this point in the year but they because they have been struggling but you know if they're getting hot this is the right time to do it they're now seven and five um they're they're right behind the vikings in the playoff picture so who knows what could happen you know they could end up taking our six our number six wild card spot but it's a divisional game um the rams and the seahawks it should be very interesting seattle while they are 10 and two they have some wins that aren't that convincing a lot of their games are super close and they did um lose to the saints with teddy bridgewater so who knows but uh, i'm excited yeah locks and upsets play that sounder i will play that sounder josh i have to remember what number it is but there's seven locks and upsets. Kyle continues to be atop the leaderboard. I don't know what his lead was last time, but his lead is now six points. Kyle at 33, Second place tied. We have T and Nikita, like we said earlier. Jalen has fallen all the way to fourth at 26, tied with Brian. Jesse's down there at 25. Brad at 24, along with Walters. Jordan and Josh are down there at 23. Me, I'm now tied with Derek, which is depressing, at 22. Eric's at 20. Aaron down at the bottom at nine it's still anyone's game we have got four full weeks left um you know if you're going full upsets you could still get um what is that 16 more points so is anyone anyone is technically in it if if you know if aaron were to go on a run and everyone else were to you know just not get any more picks the rest of the year but it's certainly kyle's game to lose at this point josh who do you like this week
1: I've got two upsets. I've got Kansas City upsetting New England, Ooh. and then Indy upsetting Tampa Bay. Wow!
0: Uh, what, what 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 do you like about that Indy team?
1: Well, I don't know, but I was panicking and I just picked a team.
0: Okay. Uh, i have KC over new england as well just because new england's offense has been trbl turbo this year so i mean if KC can put go in there and put up any sort of offense they should be able to walk away with this one handedly and then i like arizona over pittsburgh i don't know exactly what the spread was i know arizona's been sliding recently but you know i I think that team has some promise obviously this is not their year but i you know i like arizona in the next couple years so i i you know i think they'll get a couple more wins this year and i like them over pitt
1: yeah, Nikita has Minnesota as her lock over Detroit. Uh, pretty safe lock there. Um, but then her upset is Oakland over Tennessee.
0: Yeah, and I want to. So we normally talk about Eric. I just want to. So Eric sent me a message. Um, you know, he usually sends his stuff in on Wednesday. Very reliable. He sent me a mess, or I sent him a message today. I said, "Are you dead?" He said, "Ha ha! I feel like it. Had two exams in a row and got super drunk last night. But I'll get my picks in by tomorrow." I just responded with, "You are my hero." So Eric, we love you. We're thinking about you. Um, Josh, when's the last time you got super drunk? What time is it? It is 10:54
1: a.m. 12 hours ago? Ooh. Nah, I'm just kidding. Super drunk? Super drunk. Oh boy. Probably the Hammer wedding.
0: The Hammer wedding, huh? Nice. Up in Duluth. You didn't end up on the side of the road like Brad did, though. Oh no. No,
1: I didn't need the <laughs> cops to show me where the hotel was. <laughs>
0: man i'm sure brian's heard that story by now but if he hasn't that's our way of breaking it to him i guess your son's a fucking degenerate sometimes
1: yeah waking me up and having a cop shine a flashlight (laughs) in my face
0: (laughs) what are you doing in here sleeping how dare you yep (laughs) oh brad all right um so you said nikita walters has minnesota over detroit as his lock and san fran over new orleans as his upset
1: aaron has san fran over new orleans as his upset and kansas city over new england as his other upset
0: Mm-hmm, and we'll go all the way down to Brian, who always gets his picks in. He's got San Fran over New Orleans as well, and he also likes Indy over Tampa Bay. Um, you know, maybe four or five weeks ago, I would like liked Indy over Tampa Bay, but I think Tampa Bay's offense is a little too hot for what Indy's putting out right now. But I respect the picks. Josh, do you have any other thoughts about the locks and upsets before we move on?
1: I do not.
0: All right, Josh, you know what time it is then?
1: Fantasy fun time. Week 14.
0: Nice. I, a little like. bit of less enthusiasm, but you know it can't always be a hundred percent enthusiastic because it's playoff week. Ooh, it's it's uh, we're, we got some rumblings out there, Josh. So we always start our fantasy fun time with our grain of salt. If you're going to quote unquote listen to our fantasy advice, you probably shouldn't. But. If you do, here's the grain of salt it comes with. So last week I went four and four overall on the year in my eight fantasy leagues. My record was 55 and 49. Diving into it just a little bit deeper, since it was the final regular season week in all my leagues, um, I missed the playoffs in three of my leagues, so I was five for eight making the playoffs. I am the fourth seed in three of them. I am the third seed in one of them, and I am the first seed in the final week. So even for making the playoffs, you know, I wasn't super convincing. I made, you know, I'm kind of the middle of the road as far as playoff teams go. And uh, I really don't know if I'm going to have success or not this year. I do know that because I had the most points for in one of my leagues, I won forty bucks. So out of the four hundred thirty dollars I spent on fantasy this year, I'm only now negative uh, a net negative of three ninety so we're getting there josh we are getting there
1: good for you bud thanks i went three and five last week solidifying myself in the playoffs in uh four out of my five leagues um i got the first and first seed in the victoria Secret league ladies gotta buy there this is Second, your first time
0: making the playoffs too.
1: first time making the playoffs got that number one on lock um came down to most points four. it's kind of funny ben and i even though i know only walters in that league listens to this podcast ben and i had been we had never been as high as the three seed and ben was at risk of being last in the league about five weeks ago but going into the final week we are the one in two seeds so congrats ben seeing the finals um <laughs> Bunker League, uh, our family league, Nikita's family. Uh, we finished the season with a six-win streak. Um, gave us a second our second seed for a bye. Um, we've been in the playoffs all four, three or four years we've been in this league. Um, just a bunch of scrubs. Um, <laughs> never won one, though, because injuries always derail us in the uh, fantasy playoffs. Deflate these balls. Lost by uh, five points. Um, haven't made the playoffs in that league yet. You got the seventh seed this year. Missed it by one. Ladies. Seventh seed in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League, thanks to a dominant victory in the final week. And then Hidden <laughs> Oaks Dynasty, fifth seed after losing to Connor, who I play in
0: the first round. Any chance you beat Connor in the first round? Hopefully. Well, I guess I don't know if uh, if it's going to be close or not. Hmm. Um, all right, so that was our grain of salt. You know, we've made the playoffs in a lot of our leagues, but... As long as, if we don't win the ship, does anyone really care?
1: I won it last year, so you should still be listening to me. Until I mean, it's...
0: you won one ship out of, what, six leagues you are in last year?
1: No, I won two, but one of them was a free league through <laughs> Star Wars, so <laughs> they don't know what sports are.
0: All right, Josh. Let's talk about some top performers of the week.
1: Yeah. Oh. So, quarterback, we had Deshaun Watson putting up 29, Aaron Rodgers with 28, and Fitz Magic with 27. Running backs, we got the benched James White putting up 38. Darius Geis putting up 28. And then Rashad Penny bolting a few touchdowns for 27. Devontae Parker feeding off that Fitz magic got 35. Robert Woods with 30 coming back off of a game where he didn't play, I believe. And then Elshon Jeffrey with 29. Tyler Higby was our leading tight end with 24, Jack Doyle with 19, <laughs> and Mike Kisicki with 19 as well.
0: You have an absolutely breathtaking Heine. Why, why was that Jack Doyle? Well, it's written in all caps. <laughs> okay. Gotta respect the caps. Gotta respect the all caps. Did you have any of those top performers on any of your teams this week, Josh? Or do you? Uh,
1: Robert Woods on my bench. Uh, Mike Gesicki on my bench Deshaun Watson ahead starting and yeah that's it
0: nice all right Josh studs and dude lays last week I had Noah Fant who is probably going to put up 50 this week but only had one catch last week negative six for me there DeAndre Hopkins barely a dud um had less than half or had half a point less than his projection overall I was negative six points on the week I suck
1: i had philip Liz- Lindsay as my stud uh he got five under his projection <laughs> lamar jackson was my dud he got one over his projection giving me a negative six as well
0: eric's had dj Chark do do as his stud projected 16.5 pretty bold stud pick only had 6.7 on the week so negative 10 there had chris carson as the dud which i really like that dud pick but those guys shredded us um so overall eric's was negative almost 12 on the week for last place
1: nikita uh managed to get both of her picks right with Eckler um, giving her a net of 3.7 and Hopkins was a dud with um, 15.6 points for 0.6 differential Uh, she finished with a positive 4.3
0: not bad, Nikita. Walters had Derek Carr as his stud. Nope. Came in five points under his projection. And then he also had Chris Carson's the dud, which he was not a dud. Overall, Walters was negative seven on the week.
1: Brian had Goff as his stud, who put up uh twenty five, who got him nine points, and Fournette as a dud, which netted him four as well, because he was a dud for a total of thirteen in his differential.
0: Yeah, I think after that, I think Brian's had one negative week, and I think since we talked some trash, Brian is really up to his studs and duds game. Oh yeah, know, I don't know who he's really competing against because there's no black like, prize here or anything. But I think it's for his pride. He doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to be seen as a bad guy. So, Josh, this week I got Bilal Powell. Le'Veon Bell is a question mark he's had some illnesses he's lost the, he's missed the last two practices so I'm assuming Bilal Powell gets more uh more of a game load here only projected 5.4 my dud is Philip Lindsay I only picked him as a dud um, because he has not been performing these last couple weeks so um, he's projected 14.3 if he gets like 10 that's a dud and that's four points for me so we'll see
1: I had Aaron Jones as my stud. Uh, He's projected 16.4. At home, cold weather game against Washington. Struggling run defense. Um, As as we've said, they should um, win handedly, so they should be running the ball to run the clock out. I think he's going to outdo that 16.4. My dud, Delvin Cook projected 23.4 only reason he's a dud is because of that injury concern and whether or not he's on a snap count if they get up early they're likely to switch to um madison um and ham and um, and and rest him for the next week where they're hoping he can get even healthier
0: right this is normally the point where you talk about erics but again that man is nursing a big hangover and josh do you think bartenders get more drunk than other people or do you think it's the same because erics is a bartender for anyone who doesn't know so that man knows his way around a liquor cabinet
1: Oh, I'm. I don't know. I just. I assumed that you had to be drunk to be a bartender.
0: <laughs> you just drunk before you get there. Yep. Got to clock in drunk. Maybe. All right. So That's how they clock
1: in with one of those breathalyzers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta be above 0.08 bud um so anyways Eric's no picks yet Nikita has Kyle Rudolph as a stud and that's honestly a pretty good stud pick he's been you know getting some catches and some touchdowns recently however I don't like he's pro- how his projection is he's projected 9.9 I'm thinking Rudolph will probably be right around there so I don't like the pick but Nikita proves me wrong every week and then she's got Kamara as the dud projected 19.1 um playing the San Fran defense it's certainly possible that Kamara has a rough week so not pretty good picks there Nikita
1: Walters has Derrick Henry as a stud. He's projected 18.8. And then Todd Gurley as a dud projected 16.1. So I'm going to be honest. I had not looked at this list. And when I was looking at the players on my phone, when you got here, my, my stud and dud pick were going to be the flip flop of that. I was going to have Todd Gurley as my stud and Derrick Henry as my dud.
0: Whoa. So is Walter's, like, tapping into some sort of ESP thing here? Well,
1: apparently not because he got it backwards.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Walter's backwards is the world's truth. That's true. So if he's picking Derrick Henry as a stud, he's going to be a dud. That is true. The Walters are on the same wavelength. Uh, Who's next? Uh, Lastly, we have Brian. He's got Benny Stell as his stud. He got him in when the projection was 2.5. He's now projected, what you said, 11. Something like that. James Conner is yet again not playing. Um, And then he also has Alvin Kamara as his dud, copying Nikita's um, take there. So we will see. We will see. Quick look at the scoreboard. Nikita remains in first out of the core five with 27 points. I'm in second with 15. Well, the only two positives Josh is trying as hard as he can to get positive. He's at negative, yeah! negative half a point. No. Um, Walters is negative 17. And then Eric's is negative 44. Um, looking at the big leaderboard we won't go through all of it but brian is handedly in first place the dude has 72 points next closest is hammer who refuses to play the game again at 43 so brian unless you have a great implosion here you will win that leaderboard but you haven't played since the beginning so you're not part of the core five so you don't fully count neener neener neener. hands on my wiener (laughs) (laughs) josh that's inappropriate how dare you sorry all right josh let's talk about the redraft week 13 we had some pretty interesting situations for how the playoffs team shook out did we not we did well for, well hold on i almost i almost got ahead of myself josh you can't be doing that around here it's true that every man has his price
1: i was waiting for you to play that that's why i didn't doing you thank you
0: that money won is a and lot i'm playing you on my phone earned now he's a philosophizer well you see josh i normally stall like i just vamp while i'm writing down the segment start time so it's not awkward but then you know i when i'm trying to push a button and write things my brain gets crosswired and short-circulated and kind of fucky so you know kind of this way she goes yeah Anywho, the final side bet was coffees for closers, and everyone who listens should know by now that Nate actually won. I'm pretty sure his first side bet of the year. He had the close. He had the smallest margin of victory, beating Derek by two point three points, and that actually. Thanks to Seattle's
1: final field goal.
0: Thanks to Jason Myers' final field goal, kicked Derek out of the playoffs. Derek never should have been anywhere near the playoff picture almost had it and then jason meyer kicks Derek right back down to i don't know probably 12th place or something man what an upset but because of that we now have t in the playoffs so <laughs> someone got to buy yeah and that's going to be jamie but before we get into next week we will talk about last week very briefly um josh do you have it up or you just want me to go through all of them?
1: Uh, you can go through all of them briefly yeah
0: all right, so Jesse beat me in the game. That didn't really matter because um, we both were already locks for the playoffs. He beat me 117.3 to 68.6. The only worry thing there is that my team only put 68.6. Obviously not a thing you want your team to do right before the playoffs. So hopefully we get our shit together. some I'm playing Jesse again this week, but that's how that happened. Jamie stopped. Well, actually, Robin kept it pretty close against Jamie in the game. That didn't matter at all. Jamie beats Robin 131 to 124. Um, <laughs> T... <laughs> didn't even have a starting lineup put in fucking jeff driscoll who didn't play um and then i think and he had james Wood on the bench as well but willie beats t 98.4 to t is 68.4 willie again has not broke 100 points in the last three weeks so that man is struggling we already talked about nate beating Derek by 2.3 sorry Derek, you almost had the playoffs um, wa- um waller Big Waller Brand, a.k.a. A.J., beat Nikita, 111.3 11.3 to 106.2. That loss kept Nikita out of the playoffs just barely. If she would have won, she would have been in. But Andrew cements his place at the sixth seed. Josh, like you mentioned earlier, you handedly beat Garrett, a team that shouldn't have even been close to the playoffs, but you beat him 136 to 70.6. You're and, welcome. And then Brian beat bradley again brian pulls him off every week 121.9 to bradley's 93.8 it's like bradley wasn't even trying to beat his dad um you know usually that rolls reverse, but brian just continues to beat his son you think that's why bradley is the way he is because brian beats him like that mm, no
1: i think bradley's that way because bradley's that way
0: uh, yeah so anyways that is how um all the matchups ended last week and that's so that's how we got into the playoff picture we have now um but before we move into previewing this week you know i want to finish my my um get my game of thrones my hunger 100 games. games bit one more time i'm gonna not fuck it up this week josh do you hear that we are so sorry that we lost nikita Mitchell, we lost Bradley Canoop, Garrett Flint, Derek Schultz. You will all be missed. You will not be forgotten. You will have more join you in the Fallen as they lose their playoff matchups. We love you, but you suck. You still have money to play for. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's 20 bucks potential draft implications depending on our draft um, selection system next year, but it's done for them this year, Josh. How about
1: for draft selection? We do taser time. Ta- Whoever can hold taser on their body the longest
0: wins. Does T not have an unfair T and Derek could have an unfair advantage, won't they? Because they've already been tased.
1: Well, yeah, but. I'm sure that's. Be- they don't want to do it again.
0: Well, oh, and Nikita has been tased, hasn't she, or no? Nah,
1: nah, nah. Okay. nah. Nikita hasn't been tased. All
0: right, I, I guess I don't know what what it all takes to. do. am actually those I can't get tased
1: because of a heart condition. So I I'll just take first pick as to, as far as where I get to draft, and I'll just take the first round.
0: <laughs> You'll take the entire first round. Yep. All right, Josh. We've talked about it a lot. It's finally here. Fantasy playoffs. Let's preview that week fourteen, Josh. First. Matchup. well actually hold on no side bets anymore but we did give out some money willie won 20 bucks for having the most points for by a mile garrett for the second year in the row won 20 bucks for having the most points against you two both suck (coughs) because i hate you now moving on so we talked about it jamie basically has a buy this week i don't even know if we should respect this matchup by talking about it but jamie the one seed plays t in the eight seed T is a lucky bastard for even making the playoffs, but no more. He is projected to lose, or he was projected to lose by at least 16. Jamie's Mahomes has a tough matchup at New England, but CMC though. Josh, do you have any thoughts on this matchup other than Jamie's should win by a lot? I mean, Jamie should win, but I mean, T's team isn't necessarily going
1: to, I mean, he has, I mean, he's not going to roll over, but yeah. he. I mean, Fitzpatrick against new New York jets. That should be a good game for Fitz. Um, Gordon Eckler I mean it's it's always risky to play two players on the same team especially in the same position um but he's been doing it and they've always had solid numbers um they're at Jacksonville Jacksonville's been struggling on defense especially since getting rid of um Jalen Ramsey and um and they're they're really not gonna do much so who knows there Tyler Lockett at the Rams Lockett's coming off of a a zero burgers so he uh I mean I think that they're gonna try and target him early Sanders at New Orleans that could be a shootout Dallas Goddard, New York Giants, James White, Kansas City. I mean, it he has the I think he has the matchup benefit, but Jamie has a better team. <laughs>
0: Uh, jamie certainly has the better team um it does look at this point that he does have a full starting lineup so obviously the thursday game has already happened neither of these teams have had a thursday night player so it's still zero zero um i don't know if you said the projection yet or not but jamie's projection to win now 133.8 to tease 110.3 so obviously projections don't mean that much in the grand scheme um other than jamie's favorite at this point um i know i mean I could make or break T's performance here just because. So he had picked up Kyle Allen as his free agent um, quarterback. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're not going to pick up Fitzmagic? And he, I don't know. He gave me some BS and then he's like, wait, you're right. And then he picked up Fitzmagic. So I, I, I could have just doomed T or I could have just helped T. We'll see. We'll but, see. Um, I'm taking Jamie in this one and it's going to be my Stone, Stone cold, cold lock, lock of the, the century.
1: All week. Yeah, I took Jamie by 40.
0: Yeah so do you want me to play that sounder for you as well no or no? no okay are you ever going to find your own Nah, not this year not this year okay well jamie if you don't win it'll certainly be an upset as the kids would say josh we got your matchup next you are at willie the seven seed at the two seed you know of course we should probably let you talk about your match the most what, what, what do you like what do you not like about this matchup still currently zero zero
1: i don't like uh i don't like a lot of the matchups that we got going on here um courtland said at houston houston's got a decent defense buffalo i've got lamar jackson mark andrews going up against buffalo that should be tough um especially if the weather's inc- implemented or in inc- inc- <laughs> the weather's implemented in, the weather's bad inclement um, weather yes uh i mean overall it's really close projection within four points um i think that he has the better i mean i i Definitely think he has a better team. Um, I already said Aaron Jones is going to be a stud because of his Washington matchup. Um, he's got him in the flex, Delvin Cook, Le'Veon Bell. Um, my only my only hope for winning this game is that Nick Chubb goes off against Cincy. Sony Michelle goes off against Kansas City's putrid run defense. And Washington lets Devonta Adams put up 400. Um, and then Le'Veon Bell is too sick to play against Miami. And Delvin Cook is too injured to play against Detroit.
0: Right. Um so, Willie's team has been trending in the wrong direction. Currently, Willie is. I'm actually surprised to see this. Willie's projected to win 129.5 to, De- um, to Derek. So, to Josh is 126. So, it's going to be a relatively close matchup, again, per the re- projections. Lamar Jackson has outscored his projection every single week. We know Buffalo is a stiffer defense. But, I mean, the man had, what, 25 or so against San Fran, I think, Josh. What did, what did uh, Lamar put up last week? Do you remember? Uh, 23. Okay, but st- okay. So actually, the projection might be pretty close. San Fran's defense likely better than um, Buffalo's, but they're still both pretty good. I mean, <laughs> well, I think Willie's projection is probably a little inflated. Le'Veon Bell could easily miss the game and not have a single snap. If that's the case right now, Willie has... The only backup running back he has on his bench is Tevin Coleman. He could put Aaron Jones into the other running back spot and then um, put like a Curtis Samuel or a Hollywood Brown into his flex. John Ross, a potential as well. But, I mean, Willie's team, Dalvin Cooks, probably on a snap count. Le'Veon Bell might miss the game. I mean... Um, I like Kenny Galladay at Minnesota. We've been a terrible pass defense all year, even though it was Marvin Jones time last time. It's a different quarterback, so we'll see what happens there. Austin Hooper has missed the last couple games. That's been tough, but if he's back at full strength, that's going to help Willie a lot. Um... i i I don't like aaron jones as much only because him and jamal have been such a split and if Jamal's the hot hand early aaron jones is certainly going to take the back seat from what i know about that team so we'll just kind of see how it goes new england defense playing kansas city that's brutal for willie i think as well so even at only a 3.8 projection that might be too high unless they get a defensive score lamar jackson like i said for josh is going to outscore his projection um I don't know. I won't talk about every single player, but I think Willie's team is probably projected too high. I already picked – I mean, Josh and I had already picked in this matchup. I'm taking Josh to win this one just because his, his like his team is so banged up. It's hard to pick him. He hasn't broken Honda in the last three weeks. Willie, while you have been hot all year, you got slow and cold at the wrong time, and I'm taking uh, Josh in this one.
1: I took Willie Burt in this one. Uh, Willie Burt? <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Willie Burt because I think – Six weeks ago, we said he, he's going to run away with the championship. I'm just going to stick to my guns there. That way, if I lose, I project – I picked the winner.
0: Yeah, pulling the old Brian Cardos. Yep. All right, so that's that matchup. Josh is taking Willie, um, probably biased there, trying to be humble. I'm taking Josh. We will see. Next matchup is AJ, aka Hammer, Big Wallerbrand at Brian. The Skybusters. AJ is the six seed. Brian is the three seed. Um, so I, you know, I, I didn't purposely lose last week, but I said I didn't want to play Hammer, so I'm happy I fell to the four seed to play Jesse instead. Um, Hammer already had. excuse me hammer already had amari cooper play who looked like he was going to have a really really bad day he had i think 1.8 points going into the third or fourth quarter something like that and then he had a good second half a good fourth quarter so Amari cooper ended up putting up 20.3 for hammer he was only projected 15 of course brian projected um, hammer to win this game from the beginning hammer's currently projected to win 132.6 to brian's 109.1 brian hasn't had a person play yet or didn't have a person play of the Thursday night game. Brian is missing T.Y. Hilton for the 98th week. Um, he's got Deshaun Watson at Denver. Could be a stiffer matchup. We'll see with the Hopkins as well. Benny Snell is uh, stepping up for James Conner, so that should be good. I don't know who Patrick Lard is. He plays for Miami, so he's that's, a white uh, running back in Miami. That's disgusting. Might as well call Toby gerhardt instead. John Brown's been pretty hot, so assuming Buffalo's behind, that could be a good matchup for Brian. Evan Ingram. I think it is going to play this week, but he's been banged up. I know three lie likes to throw to Evan Ingram, but there's so many question marks for the Monday night matchup. Who knows? Um, I'm, I'm going to guess either Brian has already won or lost by Monday night, so I doubt Evan Ingram m- will matter. But we'll see. Devonte Parker has been super hot recently with Fitz Magic, and they're playing a not very good Jets team. Um, Brian has the San Fran defense in New Orleans. They're projected 5.8. I don't know. That might be a little high for my taste. Again, depending on a defensive score, maybe a pick or something. But you know that don't, those don't happen too often. Um, I, I mean, I haven't picked someone in this matchup. But, I mean, do you want to talk about Hammer's team? Do you want me to just keep talking? No, here, can, Josh.
1: Yeah. So um, Hammer has Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, Mari Cooper, who we already talked about, Jarvis Landry, Hunter Henry, Darren Waller, Pittsburgh's defense, and then Will Lutz. Um, I, I mean i think hammer i mean just reading the names looking through that hammer has the better team um i don't think i mean brian obviously thinks so since brian picked hammer um but at the same time the matchups kamara lutz against san fran who knows that defense is solid jarvis landry against cincinnati um if they get up early it's going to be a run game um hunter henry at jacksonville los angeles has been kind of all over the place um darren waller at tennessee tennessee's defense is solid um Josh Allen is the number five quarterback going up against Baltimore. They're going to have to throw the ball. Um, and if he throws the ball, John Brown's his favorite target, who Brian has. Um, and so, it, I mean, I think I think Hammer's going to win, but I think this game is going to be closer than what the projection is sitting at right now. I, I don't think it's going to be a 25-point game. Hmm.
0: So, yeah, this – so, you know, Josh and I sometimes pick before the game, sometimes don't. I couldn't pick this one before. Um, and I still, I'm still really struggling. So hammer has been hot recently. And so if you want to use recency bias and you want to look at the projections, um, hammer should win this one handily. However, Bryant has been the dog in almost every single fucking matchup he's had this year. The man ended nine and four in the three seed. I'm going with brian here just because the fucking world is a crazy world we live in and brian wins as the dog constantly this man should be nowhere near the playoffs after dra- after drafting andrew luck and whoever else he did i don't recognize most of his team i'm picking brian just because of course all right we got one more matchup josh
1: one more matchup let me pull it up on my phone this matchup has points scored on both teams we have got Jesse verse G G you had Ezekiel Elliott playing already put up 23.3 for you 81 and two touchdowns he looked like he was starting a little bit or he got a touchdown and then he just kind of fell off in the middle and then at the end you got another one mm-hmm. uh Maher um somehow still on the team he made he got you five after get, having zero until the fourth quarter I believe um good so not for me I mean five is still five um but then the rest of your team you got Kurt Cousins versus Detroit um that should be a good good. Start there, Josh Jacobs, Tennessee, Chris Godwin, Indy, Christian Kirk Pitt, George Kittle, New Orleans Antonio AJ. Brown, Oakland, and then Antonio Brown. and then New York Jets versus Miami. Um, overall, I like your team. I think that the matchups are um, going to be favorable. Um, Chris Godwin's been killing it, Josh Jacobs has been killing it, Kirk Cousins has been killing it. Um, so it, it should be a um, I think that your projection of 128 is pretty much on the money at this point.
0: Right. Um, you know, I like my team too, of course. I've got um, Ronald Jones on the bench, Ryan Tannehill in the Chiefs defense. I've been thinking about tinkering there. I'm probably not gun. I'm just going to stick to what I got. But, you know, I do, you know, I'm not... Like some of the other teams on this league where I've got no bench, you know, I could plug and play other players and just kind of see how she goes, but I'm gonna leave her the way she is now. As far as Jesse's team, he's got um Aaron Rodgers. Um so Aaron Rodgers I think is gonna get nine points this week or he's gonna get forty. It just kinda of depends on is Aaron Rodgers gonna run up the score or are they just gonna control the clock? We'll have to see there. So that'll be a big tell, I think, for whether or not Jesse wins. He's got Mark Ingram at Buffalo. So Mark Ingram has been killing it this year. A very a big, a big shock, a big fantasy superstar that probably a lot of people didn't see. At least certainly I didn't see coming. He's got Devin Singletary has been hot. So he's got the two running backs playing each other. So normally when that happens, both running backs don't put up huge scores. However, this is a full PPR league, so that, you know if they're catching passes out of the backfield, both um, running backs could have big games. But normally that's going to be one or the other there for. So we'll just kind of see. Julio Jones has had a pretty rough year for Jesse. He's projected 16.9 at Carolina. Carolina just fired Ron Rivera, so who knows if that team's going to be more energized or less energized now, but Julio Jones, I think 16.9 might be a bit of a high projection, but who knows? Allen Robinson has been killing it. He already played on Thursday night, was projected 14.4, got Jesse 21.8, so he's already at 7 points over his projection there. Um, Jacob Hollister, the tight end, Jesse has out of Seattle playing the Rams. That dude was uh you know that dude has been pretty good. Stefan digs against Detroit. That should be pretty good for Jesse as well. Um, and of Thielen is confirmed out this week. So or I mean he's not confirmed out. He's doubtful, so that's essentially the same thing. But Stephon Diggs, unless he's double or tripled all game he should he should be able to put his 13.3 projection no problem panthers defense at atlanta that could be fine and then matt gay is his kicker not that that matters too much um so i think jesse's projection is honestly pretty on the money as well the biggest question mark will certainly be aaron Rodgers. um he's projected what i say 123.2 oh god you picked me to win the game you shouldn't have typed that in how dare you now i'm gonna i mean i'm taking myself as well just because i i can't lose to jesse i will never live it down if i do so i'm picking myself but you know i think i think it's gonna be close i don't know if it'll uh, hmm i think it might be the closest matchup of the week i mean it makes sense for the four and five seed to be playing to be the closest matchup of the week but i think I think it's probably going to be like a two or three point difference in the direction. Um, I saw that you had typed in me. Is there any particular reason you picked me, Josh?
1: Um, no, I think that you say that it kind of rides on Rogers, whether he gets 10 or 40. And I think that he's going to, um, he's, he's, I think he's going to have one of those weeks where he has somewhere in the middle of that um, because they're going to throw early, but then get a lead and then start running the ball more. And and if they get that lead early on some and they just run the ball, then you're going to be sitting pretty. Um, Overall, I think you guys are fairly evenly matched across the board um, as far as skill positions go. So um, I think it just depends on who shows up, who doesn't. So like you said, this is going to be a close one.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be close. If anything, the only thing that's going to do me here is, I've been saying it for a couple weeks now, this is the playoff matchup I wanted. So by playing Jesse, I'm sure I'm going to get fucking stomped like I did last week. Because I played Jesse just last week, 117. I lost 117 to like 70. So You're going to put up the second highest score, but Jesse's going to put up the highest score of the week. Probably, dude. Uh, so we will see. Those are all the playoff matchups um, playing for the Constellation. We won't go into the matchups or the players themselves, but Brad's playing Nikita, Garrett's playing Derek, and Nate is playing Rob. Um so if anyone doesn't know how the constellation ladder works if you want to, you can think about it kind of like king's court if there's three different courts out there you have to win the top game in the third week to win so right now Brad and Nikita have the best chance um Nate or Robin would have to win all three of their games to win the constellation but it is possible um Um, Brad and Nikita have a bit of a cushion they could win they could lose this week or next week and still win the consolation bracket but essentially if you win you move up if you lose you move down Um, so if Brad and Nikita were to win they would stay on the winner's court or the king's court Um, and you know if they you know anyone in the consolation ladder if you win all three of your games you're going to win the consolation bracket that's how it works so we'll see we'll see how that shakes out you could win 20 bucks and potentially some extra ping pong balls if that's the way we go Josh, do you have any other thoughts on the redraft playoffs this week?
1: Nope. Go pack us.
0: <laughs> Go pack us. All right, Josh, those are the Oh, did nope, you try? And, no,
1: uh, it's off. I'm not gonna turn it on for one sound, but <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings <Okay>. are terrible.
0: <laughs> you nailed it. Okay, so those were all the playoff matchups. Josh, as always, thank you for welcoming me into your Thanks home. for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll thanks for watching. Be- you're you're welcome.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: There you go. Uh, thanks nikita, for breathing nikita thank you for having me in your home as well ryan walters eric's kesterix jamie hammer levi Oki, satch wells brian Canoop, hammer hammer brad Canoop, jesse morissette jordan bizates kyle jev nager thank you very much hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com facebook.com slash hood pod and anchor.fm slash hood pod host all the different ways you can find us talk to us josh It's time for the folks to go to sleep. What's up? 11.30. It is only 11.30. Bedtime. And it only took us an hour and 10 minutes. Not even that bad.